Hi there, I'm Adam, Prince of Eternia. This is my kitty, Mr. Cringer Pants, the most cutest kitty in the universe. Fabulous secret powers revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and sang. Hey, it's Tony the boy, he bit our with Philip Pastor Bellator's reprieve video for a part of the show by the third that's, that's the tenor of this this month. It's off. It's the end of awful April, so we're always a little extra punchy. Uh, it's going out with a bang. Oh We man, have the power. What is the opposite of a bang? Like the sound of a boot being stuck in the mud. Just it's not a bang. It's a flomp. A, a death flomp. Oh god, that's what we're. Uh. It's He-Man, the Masters of the Universe. I've heard Dolph some Lugren people hold this style. movie up as like it's a so bad it's good kind of movie. Nah. No. This there's is no, this there's is there's nothing to laugh at here. Yeah, this is. I don't know, we were both bitching about this on Twitter. How this movie is, it's just incompetent and a time suck. It's not like fun. There's no nothing really entertaining in this movie. It's just cat. Cat. <laughs> I have a cat trying to sleep next to me. It just knocked over a bunch of sodas. Uh, anyway, but yeah, this is. We're talking about the what was it? 1987 Canon Film Group production of. That's that that charming old stage play, that staple of the, <laughs> of of the Broadway staple, Masters mm -hmm. of the Universe. Um, so what did you, I pick this? You did. I made I made the mistake. You did. Again, there's nothing even that bad about this. It's not even like a Victor Victoria thing where like our hopes could have been uh, that escalated that we could be so disappointed that we can get entertainment from our disappointment in the thing. This is just, like, passive. This is just, like, a stinky fart in the air that you're just waiting to go away. Mm. And it's not so bad that you can, like, really laugh at it. It just, or, like, it's, maybe the smell of, like, a dead thing. It's a stinky fart that lasts for yeah, almost two hours. It's like baby shit fart, where it's just like, oh my god, baby, what did you eat? But it's not, like, funny. It, like, it didn't come with a funny sound that everyone mm. can laugh at. It's just a stench staining everyone's <laughs> clothes and hair. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I picked this just because, yeah, I've always heard people talk about this is, is, it's so terrible, but it's hilarious, and it's got Dolph Lunger, and he could barely speak English, and... Which isn't really true. I mean, he does have an accent, and he, he can't really But also, He-Man doesn't have enough lines for you to really <laughs> exactly, notice yeah. it. Uh, I... Yeah, there's no other justification for me having picked this just because, like, this is one of those... One of the big staple bad movies I've always heard about that we hadn't tackled yet. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we're kind of running... Well, we'll never really run out of awful April material. There's... You know, even if humanity stops producing movies and TV shows and things for us to talk about tomorrow, we well, would have a lifetime of terrible things, even if we just turn this into the awful April podcast full-time. Well, but even... I've learned even if we do nothing but canon films, we should probably stop doing canon films. <laughs> what were the other canon films we've done? Uh, the Kickboxer, which was all with uh, Bloodsport, which was all right. Bloodsport um, was pretty good, actually. Yeah, Bloodsport is probably the best canon. Um, yeah. uh, Hercules. Hercules, yeah, that was that was kind of lame. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are some others. That's actually been a, yeah, actually I should uh, yeah uh, I've I've mentioned this several times on the podcast but there was a great documentary. The documentary is more intriguing than any of the films that the studio ever put out itself. But there is Electric Boogaloo: The Story of Canon Films documentary, which was it was on Netflix for a long time. It's elsewhere. You can buy it pretty much anywhere online. Find it in internet. Which talks about all the movies that Canon Film Group made in the '80s because the Canon Film Group was uh, notorious for its terrible uh, B-grade 
shitty schlock movie output in the 80s. Maybe we need to not just... Maybe we need to, like, check out some of its ninja movie output. Um, mm. This is, like, one of the last things... Well, this is well. I think they still kept on producing movies for a couple years after this. They kind of flailed. I think this and Superman Four were the two movies that were the final two nails in in the uh, Canon Film Group's coffin. Because Canon Film Group started off, uh, I think they started off in like 1979, and for most of the 80s, they were content just to put out like it was one of those things where they would have like 30 million dollar budget to make movies every year and so what they would do with that 30 million dollars they would just make 31 million dollar movies or usually less spend less than a million dollars per movie and all they needed to do is any one of those movies to make a decent profit and that could fund the whole next year's worth of 30 million dollar movies or 31 million dollar movies uh but towards the end of the 80s they started this they started getting really ambitious and they bought, like, yeah, the Superman rights from the Superman people after Superman 3 almost killed that movie franchise. And they made, like, the Schwarzenegger arm wrestling movie Over the Top. Or not Schwarzenegger, that was Stallone. Yeah. Stallone. Uh, and they made this. And they, they decided, okay, instead of just making these a uh, whole bunch of tiny uh, little movies, we're going to take our $30 million a year and, like, make one big movie. And all the movies they made with that super ambitious, we're going to put all our eggs in this basket... They fucked up a whole, and this is like one of the last attempts because yeah, their big Stallone over the top movie bombed, their Superman four bombed, and this bombed, and I think specifically they were hoping because I think this and Superman four came out around the same time, and supposedly they were hoping they could take the profits, uh, all you know whatever money that Superman four and Masters Universe would generate, and take that and finally put that into the Spider Man movie that they spent the whole eighties talking about how they wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And, of course, both Superman 4 and Master of the Universe bombed so hard that rather than making the Spider-Man movie, it pretty much just killed the studio. And yeah. this is... It's actually... I actually... Uh, they talk about the they, they kind of gloss over very basically the kind of the making of the Masters Universe movie and that Electric Boogaloo documentary. And I even looked up special. I looked up everything I could online. I looked up uh, v- uh, people's YouTube video essays about the making of Masters Universe. And there's actually not a, lo- a lot of information about how this movie got made, other than uh, just Mattel. They just wanted a movie. They're just they did like I guess uh, sales of the He-Man toys are flagging a little bit. Because uh, I guess the toy line debuted in 1982, mm-hmm. and I guess around right around like 1985, 1986, the toy sales, toy sales had started to sag enough. They were like, okay, we, we could goose goose everything up with a live action movie adaptation. And of course, they're like, who's who, who's the cheapest film studio in town? We can get to help us work on a live action He Man movie, and Canon Film Groups was there, and I just. There's, man, there's a fucking, there's a He-Man documentary that's just about the whole He-Man franchise. I forget what it's called, but uh, they spend like the whole middle third of the movie is about the making of this He-Man movie. And they talk about how, like, despite uh, the filmation cartoon, you know, the He-Man cartoon that was so big in the mid-80s, kind of being all, most of their customers touchstone for what He-Man was and how all the characters looked like and how the world was supposed to look like. When Mattel went to Canon Film Group, they didn't bother to like cut filmation in, or they didn't. the The movie's not based off the filmation cartoon. It's based off of not even just the toys, but like the shitty 
art designer that Canon Film Groups hired to design the movie his reinterpretation of the toys. Yeah. And it's just a fucking mess. Like, the end product, Masters Universe is, like, not only did they not try to stick to the filmation cartoon, which was, that's most of the reason why most people cared about He-Man back in the day, but even on top of that, their interpretation, reinterpretation of the toys were so, were so terrible and incompetent that it was like a fuck-up twice over. Twice removed from what the movie should have been. And, yeah. What's yeah. your what's your history with He Man and Masters of the Universe and stuff? Um, I don't remember the age, but it was probably under eight. I had a lot of He Man toys. I had the battle damage He Man, where you slap his chest and it flips around. And he's got <laughs> battle damage. Which they okay. stole. Yeah, there were like a line of Hot Wheels toys that did that, and then suddenly Mattel was like, "Oh, we should do that to make it look like He Man's cave got <laughs> chest got caved in." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved He Man. He Man was great. Fucking somewhere I couldn't find it before uh, before we we started recording because uh, when we moved into this house I put it someplace for safekeeping and I don't know where the fuck that is oh. but I have an animation cell of He Man. Oh really? <laughs> and he's going <laughs> and like recoiling. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a background or any context for what's going on in the scene? Uh, I think there's a. a background uh, but um i need to get it framed and i, <laughs> no, I want i want yeah. a, i want a little get a little gold plaque under it that says what's going on <laughs> yeah seriously because oh, that's would... that's the song yeah amazing did, superpowers did you buy that or was that a gift i bought it that's pretty cool i mean that's stupid but it's great i mean mm-hmm. you're talking to a king who's sitting on a pile of nerdy garbage so of course i would be like yeah that's cool mm-hmm. uh yeah no i had castle gray skull bastard i hate you motherfucker i want to cast i had never heard of he-man i think i think the toys came out like a year before the cartoon did and my grandma out of the blue uh like in like 1982 1983 i was like seven years old she suddenly sent me and my sister like for christmas she lived in texas we lived in pittsburgh uh she just mail bombed us big birthday box of gifts or a christmas bo- box of gifts for both me and my sister my sister got a whole bunch of like i think it was like strawberry shortcake but i got like yeah i got castle grayskull i got like all the first toys got like he-man and i had uh who's the guy with the spring legs uh ram man yeah it should be that hard to remember any of the characters no because they pretty were much a, a the tribute first... man yeah pretty, for, pretty much the first thing you think of is gonna be the name for the character exactly. what should we call this hairy guy that looks like a beast He's beast man. That guy's beast uh, man. Poison. Yeah. <laughs> Although I remember as a kid, my uh, the, the one of the kids who lived across the street from me, uh, he had uh, trap jaw, and I thought that mm. was a cool figure because he had cool colors and he had a <laughs> robot monster mouth and the robot arm. The uh, suction cup guy who never stuck to anything because the suction cups were always deformed. <laughs> exactly. And the elephant. Involving... I had the elephant. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, the, the squirt water out of his nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was anything involving suction cups, slime, or sticky stuff uh, on eighty eighties toy would uh, fall apart after like like two weeks because of just uh, the moment it got like dust got involved, it like lost its like sticky or sucky uh, attributes and stuff. But yeah, so I remember like like Castle Grayskull was so cool because it was supposed to be like. Yeah, the base for the heroes, but it was this creepy skull-faced manner that you think the anything the bad guys would be living in, but no. Yeah. It was kind of a He-Man was kind of a weird aesthetic because it was obviously mostly just Conan the Barbarian shit with a random science fiction shit slapped onto it, yeah. which was kind of a unique aesthetic back in the day. It's and that and the fact that the toys were so big and stocky kind of really separated that from like the Star Wars toys. 
And, um, yeah, and then the cartoon happened, like, a year later, and that really kind of solidified, like, what all these characters were supposed to be and what the mythos of, 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 of that world be. Even though it's a filmation cartoon, so nothing really makes sense in the cartoon. No. But, yeah, and then this movie rolled along, and I remember, like, I wasn't super excited about the movie, because I think we had already had a couple movie versions of cartoons that weren't very good. And so the die was already set a little bit. Like, by the time Masters of the Universe came out, you already had Transformers, the movie. Even though the three people who saw that when it was actually out were like, oh, it's so cool just because they kill off all the Transformers. It's still most of that movie's like about Hot Rod and not like the characters you care about. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other things. But, like, yeah, watching that trailer, you wouldn't even know it was a He Man movie unless. Hey, until watching it says Masters this. Of the Universe at the end. Watching this movie, you probably wouldn't know it's a He Man movie. <laughs> Even while watching it, even while people are calling him He-Man. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, is this supposed to be like a Saturday Night Live parody of He-Man? Is that why they couldn't afford to build any sets and it all takes place in New Jersey? Mm. Oh my god, so yeah, just watching the commercials, just even as a little, little kid seeing, well, so I, god, so this came out, I was 12 years old when this movie came out, and then watching the commercials, I was like, oh my god, that looks like shit. And like, why is Skeletor on his like flying throne? Like, flying down a normal, like, American street. Like, this is not... Like, what? Why? Well, this doesn't look any... This is not recognizable at all. And of I don't course, think the movie I was... Came out, I don't ugh. think I cared about it at all. If I, I don't remember caring about it, at least, which should say something. Because I remember being psyched for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when that came out, the movie. Oh, yeah, that was just, like, three years after this. Well, that's one of the funny things about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. And that kind of bucked the trend. That was the, one of the first toy, uh, toys to uh, live action franchises that actually worked, where they actually stuck to well, not even just to the cartoon, but the original comic books that were that the cartoons were inspired by. And it actually was a good represent. I mean, it's not not necessarily like a ju- objectively a great movie, but yeah, that 1990 Ninja Turtles movie is still. Like, if you stuck a gun in my head and asked me what my top five superhero movies are, I'd still probably say that Ninja Turtles movie, in, ter- in terms of just, like, sticking to the source material and kind of the tone of what's going on, is still probably one of the better comic book movies out there. Yeah. But this He-Man shit, man, so, so watching that documentary about He-Man and the designer comes out, and his name is William Stout, and now he's old, so he was younger back in the day. What? Watching him, like, go through... No! <laughs> he looks like Neil Breen! <laughs> And he's got this like kerchief on. Ooh. And he's going through his, all of his art files and he's talking about how terrible everything from the cartoon and the toys looked and how he had to make everything better because everything looked like garbage. And he's showing off all of like his rejected designs that were even worse that wound up in the finished film. Mm. And it's just like, man, fuck you, man. I mean, I can see why you couldn't necessarily just take all the filmation designs and all the toy designs and just like put them on normal people. You would have to, you know, like. <sighs> Uh, the, the Marvel movies were some of the first comic book movies to kind of prove that you could make costumes and props and stuff that look enough, like, to to the original comic books that they're still recognizable, but you can pull it off if you put in the work and effort. But this William Stout guy, like, all of his costume designs are, like, so shitty, and everyone's got, like, mohawks and even bigger mullets than they do in the film, and it's just, like... This movie could have looked worse if this guy, if that guy was, like, in charge of the whole movie and not just designs. And, like, the hubris of, like, oh, I've been put in charge of designing, redesigning all the characters for this cartoon movie. But, like, fuck those cool, iconic designs from the cartoon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create my own ideas that look way worse than the cartoon. When you're Well, that's the exact same thing they did with Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah, that's just, fuck, yeah. 
then that's that's still despite the fact that Ninja Turtles proved in 1990 that you could like adapt things to the big screen and live action and still have it be faithful. Yeah, you still have the Transformers. You can they can't even do that, right? That's although at least that has the benefit of still making money. Like yeah. at least they at least some people were tricked into liking those movies, whereas like obviously that did not work with the Masters of the Universe movie where everyone just stayed clear the fuck away. Um, but yeah, so fuck William Stout. Fuck that dog. Okay, no kidding. <laughs> You've been trying all day. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're a monster. Um, so how is this? Like, yeah, I don't know. How's this dumpster to... fire get get ignited? It's like fucking. There's a map paint. Oh man, there's a rich. I took no notes for this. I will no. I took like two uh, notes I took and then my I got so. God, I just. Starts At least. Cast... Castle Grayskull. Eternia it's, looks boring as shit. Eternia is just a flat wasteland with no yep. buildings. Yep. It's just this one shitty. Like if you didn't, if the, the, I think there's an opening narration saying this is Castle Grayskull. If it weren't for that and the fact there was kind of a skull in the middle of this like janky ass like just let's just like take all the garbage off of the model uh, show. Uh, off the modeling room, uh, uh, like I industrial, industrial light and magic uh, modeling department floor room, and glue them together, <laughs> castle. Yeah. Like you would have no idea this is Castle Grayskull because it just looks like bullshit. And then we get the uh, camera pushes in, and we get to see the one set they actually built for this movie. Yeah. The interior of Castle Grayskull, which is well, actually a pretty okay. cool set. Yeah. Um, people want that shit, so they'll come for it, and it, that'll make them the masters of the universe. And then the credits start rolling, and. <laughs> Good job getting top billing, Billy Barty. I love the fact that Billy Barty's the first name with, like, because they do and this whole Superman did, knockoff credit did, sequence. Yeah. Did I miss it, or does Dolph Lundgren not even get listed on the credits? I there's like two. There's like in the movie first starts, it says like. So does that? <laughs> that makes you think that originally, like, is Billy Barty playing He-Man? If you're not paying attention, he's, he's the top build. <laughs> Well, it's like, yeah, they originally they were going for, like, a Willow kind of thing where all the characters are going to be dwarves and stuff, yeah. Oh, my God. This had to have been one of Billy Barty's last things, too, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm you not, know what? I, I don't well, especially, it. like, the, the first two names are Billy Barty and then James Tolkien, who only everyone only knows because he plays What's-His-Face from Back to the Future movies, the principal. Oh, yeah. oh okay, yeah. Yeah. And he's great. I actually do love him. I'm kind of bummed that he's only known for pretty much this and Back to the Future. Even though he's pretty much playing the exact same character, except in, in this movie, he's... He's he's, it, he's still acting. Yeah, well, I see, every once in a while you'll see him in something, but, like, he was just this, the, was the like, uh, piano player in Bone Tomahawk. Are you serious? Yeah, that I've was his last I've heard good things credit. about that movie. Now that really makes me want to go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I know you're going to talk forever, so keep talking while I go get this dog to shut up. <laughs> Okay, good. That's a good way to kill two birds with one stone. Now, I can rant about how if they ever had to do, like, another live-action Kolchak TV movie series or something like that, they should totally get James Tolkien to be... Because how is that guy not, like, one of our leading character actors? How has he not been, like, in one of the Marvel movies or something like that? Just like how they had What's-His-Face from um, Harry Dean Stanton show up in the Avengers movies for 10 seconds, like... Oh man, James, James Tolkien is great, and then they have fucking what's her like. I never had a crush on what's her face from Friends. Oh god, her credit just passed by. I forget what her name is. Uh, but like, she's super cute in this movie. I have to admit, like, she's got those blue eyes and 
How you doing? And then you got fucking Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. Okay. That guy's, hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you doing? Hey, there's some lady in this name, Christina Pickles. That's not a real name. <laughs> oh, my God. Why got the black guy? <laughs> I got to see. Oh, my God. What <laughs> just... <laughs> It's the Superman knockoff title sequence with all the flashing lights and everything like that. <laughs> it's just the fact that for a moment it says Christina Pickles. It's just... I've, it's still not... I mean, who's the lady... Who's... There's a lady named, like, Susan Pootkins oh, or nice. something like that. There's, I don't know. Oh, there's a lady who, who name, whose name sounds like a fart. I can't remember it off the top of my head, mm. but, like, I guess... I don't know if that's better or worse than being Christina Pickles. <laughs> oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. Skeletor's got guards wearing Darth, Darth helmets, helmets, but smaller yeah. from, from. I um, guess these uh, guys are supposed to be kind of robots because sometimes they explode yeah. when He-Man kills them, sometimes not. Well, that was Mattel saying nobody can die and the heroes can't well, kill anyone, and they're like, "We'll make them robots." Yeah, and I'm sure that was kind of a like, yeah, like also to get past the ratings. I gotta see who Christina Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christina Pickles was the sorceress. <laughs> That's what I mean, the fuck. <laughs> I gotta see if that's a real name. That's why would you choose that as a stage name? Unless you're like not from Earth and like you're an alien and you're just looking through the dictionary trying to find something. Oh my God, she was born in England. This daughter of Arthur Pickles. <laughs> I think this movie broke me. I'm fucking lying. This is the only entertainment I've derived from this whole film. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, finally, Arthur Pickles. I just pretend like this guy looks like the Monopoly Man, but his name's Arthur Pickles. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta calm down. <laughs> Judge James Pickles. <laughs> oh shit! I, that's not that funny. I don't know why it just broke me. I don't know. I oh my god! Oh god! She's it's just a lady's first. name. I know it's not even the most ridiculous <laughs> name ever, but just just finding this lineage of the pickles. Just, oh my god! The fact that it's English and the Englishman named Arthur Pickles is just. Oh my god, okay. So, I say, have you heard of the Pickle family? <laughs> That's exactly how I'm just picturing. I get, I'm picturing this man's entire life before my eyes and his little. Mary Poppins knocking on the door. Is this the Pickle <laughs> residence? <laughs> Is this the Pickle's residence? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Okay, this movie may have been worth it just for that. Okay. But yeah, so they're all in Eternia on this fucking gymnasium film set. Oh my god. <laughs> Skeletor's troops look like SS because of course. Yeah. Oh shit. And then the evil what lady. What do you think of Skeletor? How he looks and behaves. He looks like a dried white dog turd. <laughs> I kind of does. I can see... <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to calm my shit down. Uh, well, it was like uh, part of the making of the Do Masters Universe documentary. That they did breach an interesting subject where they were like, "Okay, you want to get a, like an actual actor to play Skeletor, but you want him to be able to emote, but you want to like have him have the skull face, but you want it to have to be flexible so he can emote through the makeup, so it can't just be a static. He can't just be wearing a plastic 
you know, rigid skull masks. And yeah. I think this makeup job is actually kind of an interesting way to kind of like, you know, suggest the skull without trying to be literally like trying to trick you into thinking he's just got a skull face. Mm-hmm. So it's not the best. Like his nose is obviously just kind of like this. Like it's got black panty pantyhose over the tip of the nose and paint. Mm-hmm. But I, just, I thought it was okay. And I think Frank Langell actually does a pretty good job. Just being like, oh, he knows exactly what kind of movie he's supposed to be in. Well, he's acting way too good for a movie of this caliber. <sighs> yeah, he's totally. He's the only really good part of this movie, actually. I mean, he said he he did it because his son would run around the house saying, like, I have the power! And his kid was obsessed with He-Man, and that's why he did it. So he's probably like, I I do go for my kid. And then his kid saw it and just kicked him in the nuts and said, I hate you, Dad. (laughs) He found his kid hung in his own closet the next morning. (laughs) Gotta kick you to the dark place. God, but yeah, this is this is the the the, the Castle Grayskull interior. It's it, impressive just for the sheer size of the set, but it doesn't look anything like the cartoon. The sorceress mm-hmm. kind of does; she's got like the headdress on. But like the sorceress, she's she's working conjunction. She's I guess she's the power source or is the representative representative like of the that. Castle Grayskull. And so uh, Skeletor has captured her, and he's going to use her power to do fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like stuck in this force field for the whole movie. She literally cannot move them from that whole one spot. Yeah, and, oh, uh, this evil lady is it? Is it uh, Christina Pickles? She tells <laughs> Skeletor, "Hey, Gray Skull is ours," and he said he doesn't like that. He said, "It mine." Uh, no, no, yeah. No. And then he's like, "Turn on the TV. I got to talk to everyone on Eternia." Mm-hmm. The sorceress is there. They've got her in a force field. Her hat's made out of mall kiosk gemstones. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. What and are you gonna do? She says some shit about life versus dark, and they ain't one yet. Also, that He-Man guy's still alive. She could feel it. And Skeletor asks her if he, she can feel this, and then I think he gives her an orgasm. <laughs> is he, like, draining some of her power or something like that? that? Maybe, I don't know. She's all, Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah, they're just making the shit up as they go along. Yeah. Then he broadcasts his face all over Eternia and, and says, "I want it." No one is living in houses. It's just all these sh- uh, soldiers, li- like just hanging out on this empty battlefield, mm-hmm. just kind of suddenly watching this giant hologram that appears in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And it does cut to like the first thing you see of He-Man. He stands. Uh, he's standing on top of a mountaintop in front of this giant, like holographic. Uh, Skeletor face, and it does look pretty cool, especially like they inverse the picture of Skeletor, so he actually looks even more like a skull, and looks pre- it is actually a pretty dramatic way to introduce mm-hmm. He-Man. It's like the v- first and last dramatic thing that actually happens in this film. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Eternia is mine, and I will destroy anybody who does not buy all of my stickers and cloth patches <laughs> to put on your backpacks. <laughs> Who would purchase my puffy stickers now, He-Man? Mm-hmm. He-Man is out there looking sweaty and dirty, attacking yeah. random bad guys in terrible action scenes. Yeah, this is the one fight we get to see on Attorney, and he just kind of, like, stabs, like, two robot guys, and then another guy shoots him with a gun, and, like, He-Man pulls his sword out, which his sword is never really a thing in this movie, despite what kind it is, again, because it's a little bit, but not Well, he, at the very last second, for some reason... Well, we'll get to that at the end of the yeah, movie, but yeah, he fights Man, these dudes. Man at Arms is also there, as is Tila. No time to talk about how everything is terrible, though. <laughs> Billy Barty's caught in a net, and his makeup is terrible. Uh, his cheek, his, his cheeks look like two flesh-colored cow, two flesh-colored cow pies sliding yeah. down his face. Or like someone's deflated testicles, like hanging off each cheek, and 
he and like even when he first shows up, they like let him out. Like so, I guess the uh, the the bad guy soldiers they just killed had captured Billy Barty. They've never met this guy before, but they're all mm. like, "Hey, we're gonna rescue you!" And he's like, "My name's Weldorf. I'm small and magic, and now the music's goofy." And they're like, "Oh, Weldorf." Uh, and like Gil they set Gildorf, stone the relationship with Weldorf that's gonna go on for Gil. the whole rest of the movie. Gildorf. Gildorf, yeah, I where think. Gildorf oh. says something and everyone's like, oh, Gildorf. Oh, you. It is totally that kind of 80s shit. Like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. terrible, yeah. And I guess, they, I guess, <clears throat> I guess they were like, well, again, they were kind of ignoring the, the, the filmation cartoon, but I guess at some point they must have been like, well, we could use kind of like an Orko type character. But yeah. we don't, obviously don't have the special effects to make Orko, so we'll just make the shitty fucking fake-ass Orko. <laughs> Having watched other canon films that never stopped them before. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Let's just... It'll be like that thing, but worse. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the costumes for... Uh, he, Tila looks a little ridiculous because she's just a model in high heels. But the costume for Man-at-Arms is the closest thing that actually looks like an actual He-Man thing. Because he's actually got, like, uh, an armor and a mustache. And he actually kind of looks like both the toy and the... Uh, the filmation cartoon the most because he's even yeah. got like a little bit of a catcher's misc face mask on his armor chest piece that it's not as pronounced as it is on the toy but like if you were to someone to sh if someone to show you a picture of him you might be able to go oh that's that that could be a man at arms but yeah <clears throat> anyway mm -hmm. so uh Gwildor leads them back to his fuck den and <laughs> his butthole is lets him inside and his home is golden globus as fuck yeah, it's all tiny, fucking goofy music and goofy Pro props. leftover props from their other movies. Yeah, it's like it's like they raided the Neverending Story prop house illegally, just stole all their shit, brought it back here. Yeah, yeah. and uh, fucking Skeletor wants him killed because he made a cosmic key, the tones of which can open a portal to anywhere. Which is how Skeletor got into whatever city they he got into. I which guess. we never see whatever city. Yeah, it's and just... that makes the. The lady, uh, was her Tila mad, Tila, and she yeah. calls Gwildor a worm. And he didn't know. Some hot babe showed up and wanted him to pick her, pick her lock. And he's like, she didn't. Know. I didn't know he was. She was working for Snake Mountain, even though her name was Evil Lynn. Yeah, that's. What are you gonna do? This guy was horny. He wasn't thinking. About oh stuff. no! Skeletor's yeah. baddies are attacking his house. And if you thought so... Billy Barty's makeup was stupid, just look at whatever the fuck beehive fucking lizard, beehive hairdo lizard creatures at the door. Oh, is this the fucking Mama's Family alien that's like played by a Whoa. child, but like the giant four foot white hair? It's played Looks by like... somebody that was on a, one of them Star Trek shows, because everybody oh, yeah. in this movie was apparently in a Star Trek show. Oh, you actually did some of the research? I didn't even Not really, I just clicked the link. He oh played a Ferengi God. on some Oh, that some makes sense, because it's somebody's, yeah, short. Uh, yeah, this mm -hmm. is one of the worst fucking alien designs ever. It's like this, like, fucking three-foot-tall guy with, like, three-foot hair. And, yeah, he looks like Tracy fucking Turblad meets Mama's family. And he he's leading a bunch of robot guys into Wildorf's, Wildorf's house. But then, yeah, they, they take a secret exit out of the back and go I running and... He played a Ferengi so guess... <laughs> on Star Trek The Next Generation named Rata. Ugh. That must have been a one-off, like, early episode or something. Because, yeah, with Next Gen, Next Gen tried to, like, uh, do the Ferengi in the first couple seasons, but they fucked up and then kind of forgot the Ferengi until uh, Deep Space Nine happened. Um, yeah. But, he so I guess from... the idea is that Gwildorf built a cosmic key. Uh, Evil Lynn stole it from him 
And now he's built a second key that he's now that that's what he was demonstrating to all the good guys back in his apartment. So now they're running around. This kind of confused me at first, mm. but yeah. So there's two cosmic keys. Each group has has a key now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and they uh, start trying to break in. Yeah. And... Well, I guess they just teleport back to. Oh, you know, it turns out. No, they, they uh, use a, the... a secret and exit to hit. Yeah, because and... he says that uh, the secret passage in his in his. Uh, Mm -hmm. And his dungeon leads straight to Castle Grayskull, fortunately enough, yeah. Well, the four of them go to Skeletor's base alone. Good plan. They want to save the sorceress, <laughs> no, I guess. Yeah. They say yeah. something about she's going to last till the moon rises or the moon opens. I don't know. Something about how, yeah, if Skeletor can, like, keep her enslaved until the moon reaches its apex, mm -hmm. he will inherit all the powers of the universe and he will become truly... A master of the universe. Mm-hmm. Something, something, yeah. And they they try to free her. Troops flood the area. Skeletor come walking in. He-Man says, let our sorcerers go. Yes, He-Man, you hold all the cards here to demand that. Seriously. You know, I have a ranged weapon, you asshole. And He-Man says, it's me you want. This sweet, sweet bod. It's all greased up and ready for you. You know you want it. Come on, girl. You've always been jealous of my flesh and muscles. <laughs> there were several makeup, body makeup technicians listed in the credits. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And to this day, their hands are still slippery with the lube they slathered all over oh, Dolph God, yeah. little greasy body. And uh, so, a gun battle breaks out. But once they see that Billy Barty has another key, or, that's why the gun battle breaks out. They're like, hey, he's got another one of those. They're like, oh, we better shoot him. And, but that, he uses that to open a portal. All the good guys jump through it, but oh no, the key gets shot and dropped. And He-Man is also and just leaves it laying on the ground as he jumps through the portal, grabbing. <laughs> that that was kind of weird, but they just use. But it becomes a joke hey, because then someone shoots. Yeah. Don't sweat it though, because a grappling hook flies out of the portal and get grabs it before baddies can. Which Pointless is a problem little... solved. It's like a little bit of a joke that they start like lacing through the beginning of the moves of this movie because this and there's a chicken bucket scene. A couple minutes later, where that grappling hook becomes a thing, but then it's like suddenly gets dropped in favor of they have a rocket car leader. It's like so, this movie can't even keep its, keep its like re reoccurring gags consistent. I'm, yeah, I'm starting to learn that when a movie presents a problem and act like it's a big deal, like oh no, we dropped the key right before we go through the portal, and then they solve that problem instantly. That is the sign of a bad writing in a movie. It's weird because, like, it's not even, like, played up for cos comic cause I was a cosmic relief. Comic relief or, like, even, like, oh, my God, that's going to cause problems for us. It's almost like they, like, 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 they for... I don't Yeah, it's just sloppy. It's just confusing. You don't even know why they did that. It just, yeah. It doesn't, it's not, like, trying to raise the stakes or anything like that. It's just a random happening in the movie. Yeah. So As they if escape. they know that the script is boring enough by itself, so they'll just have random shit happen for no reason, hoping that'll, like, trick the audience into thinking more interesting things are happening on screen than there actually are, yeah. Mm -hmm. They escape. Skeletor wants them found, because if they have the key, they can use it again. And man, there's fucking four of them. They you know what kind of havoc they could cause against his whole army? Yeah, now that he's totally captured his own home planet and is now king of it. Like, mm -hmm. who gives a shit? Like, well, fine, fuck it. They, they flew to the opposite end of the galaxy. Fine, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. 
but Gwildor lands in water. Comedy happens when he gets rescued, and then he plugs his nose and bl- sprays water everywhere out of his ears. That's a, and, and that's some totally, good, u- that's a good yeah. use of your special effects money, guys. That's like the one big makeup effect in the movie, actually, and everyone like puts their hands on their hips, and they're all like, Oh, Gwildor. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, fuck this. Gwildor, oh where are we at? And he's like, I don't know. And they're, I just punched keys in at random. We could be anywhere in the galaxy. And, um... By anywhere, they've landed in this tiny swamp next to a chicken restaurant. They don't know they're next to a chicken restaurant, but this scene goes on for a while where... Yeah, there's a cow, and, like, He-Man's like, we well, should break up and search sectors. Well, hold on now, have... boy, hold on. It's just, I fucking... Hmm. Because, uh... I, I was like, should, they should be lucky that they're not just floating in the empty void of space then if he's just fucking punch ran- shit in randomly. Point. If you, if you can literally go anywhere in the universe with that thing, exactly, yeah. And then uh, Teal is mad and threatens uh, Gwildor, and I, I think she's racist towards his people because she is always aggro towards him, but then I just learned later in the film she's just kind of a... <laughs> she's kind of a nutcase. Um, and then, <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. Gwildor... Gwildor says to relax, baby. That shit ha- has their home planet location on it, the key. Yeah, all he has to do is punch it in, but oh no, it's missing. So they gotta look for it. But instead they find oh, a cow. Oh, that's right. That's it. Yeah, there's just a cow in the swamp next to the chicken restaurant. Yeah. Where the fuck did they land? So they all split up as Gwildor moves, moves at the cow, saying yeah. that classic, and they all say that He-Man, classic <sighs> He-Man catchphrase to each other as they leave. Good journey. And then you remember how like, they'd wait. end every episode with a He-Man going, good <laughs> and then, journey. And they kind of put their hands at it towards each other, but not like shaking or anything like that. Just good journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, this movie's bullshit. So you thought you wanted a He-Man movie where he was being He-Man on Eternity, uh-huh? Nah, you wanted him being He-Man on Earth. <laughs> you thought you wanted He-Man in your movie? No, you wanted Courtney Cox. This is... So, in about minute three of Courtney Cox explaining to her girlfriend why she's quitting her chicken job because of her parents died, I was sitting there thinking, could you imagine being like a 12-year-old kid in a movie theater, 1987, and you've been waiting for this Masters Universe movie to come out, and this is the fucking movie you get? Is <laughs> yeah, fucking but... Courtney Cox and is like wearing a fucking cowboy chicken yeah. hat to quit well, your yeah, job? Like, You're like, what I, the I, fuck is my this? My parents paid for a ticket to a fantasy movie, and then Courtney Cox says, I'm moving to New Jersey, and you're like, oh, nobody would willingly move to New Jersey. I guess this is a fantasy movie. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I gotta escape! Uh, I do have to admit, I, I, I was met, uh, talking about this while you're uh, uh, kicking the dog. Uh, Courtney Cox is super hot in this movie, though. I've never mm. been a big Courtney Cox fan, but she is super cute. She got the big baby blue eyes and just all like, yeah, baby, baby. Um, but that's the only thing that keeps me from wanting to be to punch this part of the movie in the face. And she's, like, working with Sarah Connor from The Terminator, some blonde lady who's all like, Oh, you should move, you should go. I don't know, it's just fucking... It's if she dumps that food, they'll For a movie it designed to sell barbarian toys to small little babies. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is... I don't know if it's hubris or just complete incompetence. They thought, they thought this it's, would go it's over It's Golden Globus. It's complete incompetence. <laughs> I... It's... I don't know. Part of me is like, okay, if you just consider like this a, a terrible art film, this is actually kind of interesting. But anyway, but yeah, they, they her talk parents about this, are dead. Her, her parents being dead for five minutes—it's ridiculous. Uh huh. 
And she gotta get out of this town. There's just too many memories or whatever. And yeah. she gets in a van with a deflated Chris Pratt. <laughs> do you, do you, have you ever seen this guy in anything before? Yeah. Yeah, have you ever seen... He's talking about Star Trek actors. He was mm-hmm. one of the leads in Star Trek Voyager. And he was played an annoying twat then. And he's playing an annoying twat here. Didn't everybody in Star Trek Voyager play an annoying twat? Yeah, that whole show is annoying twat. <laughs> this series. Voyager yeah. is fucking terrible. I tried to watch the first season and a half when it was first airing. It was boring as shit. I've, I've tried to watch it since then. And hey, I do like uh, Seven of Nine. The Doctor is great. Oh, that's great, true. But everything else about that show yeah. is fucking Those two are garbage. about it. It should have just been a buddy cop movie with those I, two. Where, she, love, where the problem yeah. to every solution is she takes off her clothes. <laughs> and then the Doctor's just bald at people. Two best characters of that show are like super hot, sexy bikini Borg lady and frumpy bald doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it turns out all the good guys, like the sector they had to search for the cosmic key, just all happened to contain this chicken restaurant. Yeah. Well, so um, it's he, he he's like, oh, he's, he's, let's see, what is it? I'll let you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop jumping ahead. Of you. Yeah. Oh, the, she got, does have a conversation She's like, here, with... here's some chicken for you. And he's like, oh, it's for our last date. It's not very romantic. However, his molester van is. <laughs> and then as they drive away, an ADR line says she wants to go to the cemetery to say goodbye to her parents. And he's like, oh, that's even less romantic. Yeah. How and, old is Courtney Cox's character supposed to be? Because it seems like she's just a teenager. I think she's a senior, so probably. But 18. she's got to be old enough that she can just suddenly decide, like, she doesn't have to worry about being at school or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. She's a senior. She's graduating. She's 18. She said that? No, that's just what I'm assuming, because she's a senior. She's graduating. She's leaving. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Jesus, okay. So then Teal's running around in bushes and runnings into man's at arms, and they creeper peep on a couple just going at it in their car. And Man at Arms says, I was doing that before you were even born. What an odd thing to say. Especially to his own daughter. Like, yeah. How, how, <laughs> I think she already understands that, unless you've never told her how babies are made on a I birthday. was doing that before you were born. Oh unless, my gosh, hey, I, I guess it. They are technically aliens. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do make babies in a different way. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, speaking wants, of weird attorney of ways, yeah, this is gonna. Come he up wants in just some a fried chicken, but Gwildor gets it with his grappling hook, a whole bucket yeah. of it, and oh, sweet cheese and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this abomination drink barbecue sauce and eat chicken is one of the worst sights ever foisted upon Drinks mankind. A whole cup. This poor dwarf in five <laughs> tons of makeup oh. and his already shitty beard. Has uh, drinks a whole thing of barbecue sauce that drips all down his front, staining his cock. So gross. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? You know that someone out there paid like, like years later, like twenty five thousand dollars for that for that costume and that makeup from some kind of prop auction sale, and it's still stained with like twenty five year old Ugh. fucking barbecue sauce just from this scene, and just so like oh gross. god. So yeah, he's I he's eating wings and ribs that were in that chicken bucket. Yep. And oh um, god, they all eat upon their their stolen plunder, and Tila Tila makes a comment about why is there food on these white sticks. And Man at Arms is like, those are bones. And she is disgusted by the fact that it's an animal on this barbarian planet. And <laughs> I'm disgusted like, at the fact she is so absolutely dumb. I, what do they eat? I mean, I, it, 
this is weird because coming from kind of a quasi-barbarian planet, you think of yeah. anything that would be more used to us than even us, like eating like big fucking ham hocks like they're at the fucking Ren Fair. And it seems like, like they've been at war forever. Has she never seen a rib? Yeah, or like just a bone. The fact that she doesn't even recognize it as a bone. Whenever she sees Skeletor, she's like, why is his face a big white ball? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? She's... It would, when she breaks, she breaks her arm on the battlefield. She's like, my arm stick it brokey. Yeah, it's just weird. And I also, I feel bad for that actress too, because she's like wearing this harness with the thing that goes right through her upper butt, and just like, she's got the high heels and everything. Like that could not have been comfortable. No, I don't think anybody's God. outfit in this was comfortable. Oh yeah, fucking man at arms wearing fucking football outfit. Like it's yeah. obviously just like football shoulder pads that have been paint spray painted to look like body armor. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, at, Cox, uh, at Cox's parents' grave, she says they died because of her, and her boyfriend's like, she nah. She says something about how they want, they were going to go to the beach, and she said she didn't want to go to the beach, so instead they flew to, like, Fort Lauderdale and crashed. Mm -hmm. Like, I rewound it twice just to understand what the hell, how is, like, what what the specific course of events were that she blames herself for her parents' death and didn't make any sense, so I just, I was like, whatever. And then her boyfriend's like, nah, this happens. And they walk away. Then they find the key from Eternia. And it's they just go, there. They like, go from mopey and sad to excited and happy with a, a whip crack speed. Because yeah. he says it's one of those new Japanese synthesizers. Which is a j running joke throughout the film, as everyone just thinks it's a Japanese I guess thing, they've been is... raining from the sky in this town. Yes, so. And Japanese are really into weird spinning tuning fork th uh, lunch pail thermoses, I guess. He I don't know. He fucks around with it. It makes music. But oh no, them using it has let Skeletor know where it is. So he yeah. tells Evil Lim to get some mercenaries together and send them next time they use it. God. Then He-Man's running around with his gun out at night, and Courtney loves... Just, like, Courtney running through these people's... It's like Ferris Bueller. He's just running through everyone's backyards with his fucking gun out. Yeah. Well, thankfully, once it's dark outside, everybody in this town's a va uh, reverse no, vampire, seriously. so they have to get home before it gets dark out. Well, not that we really see anyone else living in the town until, like... Yeah, this... Ever. This movie's poopy. <laughs> so, um... Courtney is hanging out with her boyfriend at the senior dance that hasn't started yet. He's messing with keyboards and shit because he's going to play there with oh, the band, so I guess. Oh, so she is a senior. I didn't put two and two together. It's almost like I was right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, they, he starts messing with the, the key again and, and baddies lock onto it. This time I, they, they send yeah. their finest warriors, Blade Man, who just the sight of him made me giggle. Because he's just a dude with like he's got swords and like steak knives sticking out of his ears. Mm. Zarog, some sort of lizard dude with throbbing throat goiter. Yeah. Beast man who looks like a living dingleberry. And <sighs> Garg, another lizard, but this one's got a beehive hairdo. That's it's the very beehive who was chasing them at the beginning. Yeah, the fucking yeah. mama's family. And fucking... Actually, the, 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 the lizard guy is the closest thing that actually looks like an actual He-Man character in this whole movie. In terms of, like, I mean, he's not from the cartoon, but, like, in terms of, like, thing they made up for the movie kind of looks like it could have been. For, despite the fact that you've got Beastman there, and he's just, like, a shitty Wookiee. Oh, my God. I'm watching these guys so, right now. This is all bad. He played the Ferengi on uh, an episode called The Battle from 1987. That's, so, yeah, a very that's early first, one. That's the, where, uh, uh, turns out Picard's got an ex- uh, Ferengi Nemesis, who oh, man. Picard for the death of his child. 
So they, but um, hold on. They do have a. The weird thing is on the uh, the uh, wiki site for it, they do have an image of Picard as he was watching He-Man and the Master. The oops, oh, they sent it for Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's like out chopping now. Why is why is Daniel sending me photos of Captain Picard watching TV? Yeah. So there is oh a photo God. of uh, Captain Picard actually watching this movie. It's shocking. Let's see. <laughs> I'm opening. <laughs> that might have to be the episode artwork for this week. It's Captain Picard with his hand up to his head like he's just having a migraine. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh. Oh, so because yeah, the Ferengi in that episode, they have like a mind control machine that starts fucking with Picard's mind. So that's why he would be like, "Oh my head." Oh goodness! So. Oh, uh, oh goodness! My yep. my noggin be weepy. E-Man will be back right after these messages. At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? Of course. No! Somebody help me! distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the Universe, live the adventure. And now back to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yep. Oh, so God. Uh, they get all these nerds together, and Evil Lynn says, "Sure, they've lost to He-Man dozens and dozens of times, but this time <laughs> they'll probably be different because of yes, things and stuff." Yes. And it's just to pat out the film that like uh, the fucking Skeletor isn't like gonna send his whole army through. He just sends these four assholes through as just like a scouting party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Skeletor's like, "Hey, kill whoever you want, but bring the key back. He-Man as well. Keep him alive. I want those sweet, sweet gams." And then, I just want to lick that, that tanned, greasy butt crack. Mm-hmm. Oh. I want to know what that flavor is of whatever the <laughs> cooking spray they spray on it I is. want to smell his cocoa butter on my cocoa butt. So the boyfriend is amazed by the key, and he wants it to take some, take it to have some dude at a record shop look at it. Which, so, a couple times referred to as that guy working at a mall. No, he's not working at a mall. It's like this fucking... These, I don't think anyone knew what a mall was when they made this movie. Anyway. Nah. So, uh... He runs off, leaving her alone in this place. The moment his, his fucking... He closes that door, suddenly a giant portal opens up, like, in the hallway outside the gymnasium. Mm -hmm. And bad guys start popping this, in. This 
dance is ridiculous because the decorations for this dance comprise of like there's a cardboard Big Ben on the wall and there's like I, a pap papier mache Eiffel Tower in the middle of the room and that's it. So I, guess I can't imagine why she wants to get the fuck out of this town. God damn. And then the bad guys around. beat up a janitor. And then they chase Courtney all over, proving they can't even catch one teenage girl. They're very this, good at their jobs. This janitor gets more beat up than He-Man does throughout the entire film. It's kind of sad. And yeah. Karg is like, take her alive! So they try really hard to kill her with all of their weapons. And they can't even do that. A fucking... <laughs> fucking nope. Earthling high school girl. And a fucking high school... And well, this is like... This is another thing where, like... Like, uh, this... This... Courtney Cox is being... Not even chased, but just kind of being menaced by a bunch of guys in rubber masks in a high school gymnasium. Yeah. And, like, again, this is one of those moments where you catch yourself watching this movie and thinking, this is what they thought would pass for a He-Man movie in 1987. Well, I mean... Like, even for 1987, this is rank. Beastman yeah. does get ammonia thrown in his face, which makes him go ouchie oochie. Yeah, that's... And then mm. the place gets lit on fire, and she runs off. Then He-Man's running around, and hears her screams for help, and she's being I chased. I do, like, and... by set on fire, there's, like, a giant mat suddenly in the middle of the gymnasium, because they... Obviously, this is, like, a real place. They didn't build this gymnasium set. So they just have, like, this giant mat with a couple props burning in the middle of the room to kind of give the suggestion that the whole place is caught on fire, but no, but yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. She runs into He-Man, and he's like, Hey, I know I'm half-naked, but I'm going to help you. <laughs> it and is kind of alarming. I can see why she'd be like, What the <laughs> fuck are you supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, and he's like, Don't sweat it, baby. I got you. And he hands her his toy gun and says he'll handle it. It's a good thing they sent some robot grunts through the portal as well, so he can kill those before not killing the main guys. Yeah. It's Which he does. Like, he, all he has to do is kind of graze those people with his sword and sparks shoot out of their armor and then they fall over and pretend to be dead. Yeah, the cops like, are going to be awfully confused when they find all these robot bodies laying around. Isn't this the fight where like there's like a like a pizza warehouse next to the gym and so like there's like this gated off like, yeah. um, like junkyard they have this fight into that just has like yeah, there's this neon pizza sign over it and like it's... I, I, yeah, I Again. guess this is... Ugh. Yeah. Blade Man jumps out and says, I've waited a long time for this. And He-Man says, you waited a long time to get your ass kicked? <laughs> then He-Man uh, kicks his ass. A little bit of trivia. I guess the guy who played Blade Man was the guy who... He was the sword stunt trainer for... He, he was the guy who taught uh, Dolph Lundgren how to sword fight. So mm. It's like he's so. having a fight with his student. I can't believe how fucking dumb the costume from Blade Man is. Like, he yeah. looks like ten times worse than like the post-apocalyptic bad guys who show up at the end of Weird Science, and that was done as a he, joke in a, a movie It looks like somebody who wants to cosplay a Mad Max movie, but it was only able to find things he could get out of the dumpster in the back of a Goodwill. Or like, he looks like one of the, the, the fake funny aliens from the convention at the start of Galaxy Quest, yeah. Yeah. So um. Craig manages to grab Cox, but he throws his sword <laughs> at him. <laughs> that scares him off. Then man the at battle arms for and, Cox. and what's your butt show up and yeah, stand in the open and shoot at they, the bad guys who panic and run away. They somehow make all these bad guys and their army of robot troops that they came with suddenly run away by standing at the mouth of this ar yeah, uh, there's there's Tila and Man in Arms are not like they haven't taken cover or anything. Like they just nope. kind of wildly shoot, and then suddenly all the bad guys run away. Yep. It's yeah. He Man says, "Follow them in case they got. They probably have their own way to get back to Eternia." And he tells Cox he needs her help, but and her elsewhere her boyfriend goes to a music store to show the show off the key. And he's like, "Hey, look at this!" To the clerk, and the clerk like runs his tongue all over the inside of his mouth, and is like. Yeah, I've seen one before. What an asshole. 
this conversation goes on for a while too, where they go, they have yeah. the whole same conversation about I think it's Japanese. I'll turn it on. Look yeah. here, hit the keys, and then suddenly, fucking Voyagers all like, ah, I don't want to sell it, and he's mm -hmm. about to walk away, and then well, the this amazing thing, he's the clerk is looking at, he's like, wow, I've never seen it like that, but a cop car and a fire engine goes by, and he's like, screw your amazing thing that I've never seen anything like before. There are cop cars outside. <laughs> this town is so, so shitty and small that, yeah, you could be presented with an alien musical device and you'd be just, just distracted by, like, there's a police truck. Gotta go follow the police truck. Yeah. <laughs> so he turns on the radio and the radio's like, oh, there's a fire at the gym. And so her boyfriend's like, oh, no, I left, I left Cox there. I gotta go save Cox. And he leaves. Uh, well, yeah, and then he goes to the, the, the gym, and then he sees that the shit's Well, hold on out. now, Bill. He-Man, the quick scene with He-Man, he asks Cox about the key, and she's like, my boyfriend has it, so they gotta get him, because that fool's life could be in danger. And that fool gets to the gym and asks the beat-up janitor what happened as he's getting loaded into an ambulance, and he says, you don't even wanna never know. Is All that right. what he says? I think must have been. Well, I think he I says you don't. Twitter. You don't I, never yeah. want to know. I didn't even I realize he showed up again. Words. Okay. So this asshole tries to just barge into the smoldering <laughs> gym, but Wait, principal. Cops, it's obviously now become a crime scene because the cops are there. But yeah. Well, principal Strickland is there pretending to be a detective. Is like I, like, I would go like in to my think, school. That's the thing. As much as I love James Tolkien, he doesn't act. He's just always himself in different... Like, whatever you see him in, he's always pr Principal Strickland. He's always mm -hmm. just, hey, kid, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And, and this, yeah. this kid, whose name is Kevin, keeps being an idiot, demanding, oh, you gotta find my girlfriend. You gotta find Cox. Uh, <laughs> even though they swept the place, they, they took a dog in there. They didn't find nobody but the janitor. Yeah. He's like, you gotta find her. He's like, all right, what's she look like? And he pulls out a pen and paper, and she's like, ah, oh, she's she's short. She's got a dark hair and blue. And he starts writing down what her description. He's like, are you gonna write down stuff or go look for her? And it's like, asshole, <laughs> what are you doing? What? You think he's gonna be like, all right, guys, I got it locked in the old brain pan. I'll go look for her. Your description was so spot on. I know exactly what and she again, looks like. This is another moment, just even rewatching this scene right now, I'm like, this is the, the world's shittiest police procedural. How is this a fucking He-Man movie? <laughs> what so, the fuck? Yeah. Kevin gets thrown in a detective's car to go see if they can find her, because I guess he has nothing better to do with his then time. Then idly run around town, like, mm -hmm. just, I, yeah. And good gravy, there's still an hour of this left. It's moving so slow. That's one yeah, of the main problems rough. with this movie. It's so slow. Well, there's no plot. It's just really like He-Man, they go to the castle, there's a hole, they fall out of the hole, and just all this running around, uh, looking for the costume key, there's no, like, tr there's no stakes. Like, no one's really at risk because, the, like, the couple bad guys they send through are just so incompetent and, like, it is just condescending to little kids that they thought, even aside from the whole disappointment of this being a He-Man movie aside, just as a film standalone, regardless of whatever it was based off of, it's just so slack and boring that, like, no little kid would find this interesting. Mm -mm. It's just really amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, in a not good He-Man doesn't even have a page boy haircut. That's the one thing that's broken with this movie. The fact that he's still got his Rocky Four mullet on. I mean, I mean if, if, oh, if, God. if Dolph Lundgren had been running around with a page boy haircut through the entirety of this movie, it probably would have made it at least 30% more watchable. And even then, like, 
fucking Skeletor is your main villain. He spends the whole movie just sitting on a throne on fucking Eternia. Until mm. like 20 minutes before the end of the movie, he finally jumps through a hole and causes some actual problem for the hero. But he's but... still sitting on a throne when he does that. Oh, that's true. Exactly. They just come back. They just drag the heroes back to his throne so he can yell at them some more. It's just, so yes. It's such a weirdly inert movie. Yeah, Skeletor's yeah. talking to evil Lynn uncomfortably close. And she's like, hey, people resist because they think He-Man's going to come back and save their asses. But, oh, hey, look, the Dork Patrol's back. They let Skeletor know they didn't do anything he asked. They didn't get the key. They didn't kill Skele uh, He-Man. They just yeah. ran away like a bunch of cowards. They to be fair, they don't have much excuse. Up. They really just do kind of show up and go like, uh, we're just, look at us. We're fucking idiots. How? What, yeah. what did you expect from us? So he melts uh, one of the lizard men. Which is unfortunate, because that was the coolest looking dude, uh, looking dude out of the group. But yeah. yeah. Well, if he had shot Blade Man, his beam would have came back and killed him. <laughs> that was fucking shitty. I think Blade Man couldn't even make it into a goddamn Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, oh, so... Oh, God. He couldn't even make it in a tattooed assassin's game. <laughs> so... He, could, he got kicked out of Clay Fighters. <laughs> so, uh... I don't know. So he says, now, uh... Evil I hate this movie. This is so <laughs> stupid. Anyway, yeah. Is she? Uh, he melts one of them, and Evil Lynn says it'd be a shame to waste all of their talents. They're shitty, shitty, useless talents, which they don't do anything. And then Skeletor's like, "Well, now you're gonna lead them, but take whatever troops you need to get He-Man back here. I gotta have that ass." And she's like, "I wasn't volunteering." And he's like, "Well, you shouldn't have said nothing, huh, bitch?" Which is a great and, way to end the scene. It's just like, yeah, this is. I guess because they're trying to, like, cater to little kids. We can't really have Skeletor doing anything mean or interesting, except for Melt the Snake Man, because like, he backs <laughs> down in all these other scenes where he should be killing people left and right, but he's like, just, oh, anyway. So the detective and Kevin show up at Julie's house that she's moving out Which of. Which I guess makes sense. If they're looking for Julie, they would just go to Julie's yeah, house. Yeah, but the thing that doesn't work. make sense is they're there just in time to answer the phone that Julie is calling, because yeah. she knows they're at the house, I guess. I, yeah, and then I, it also doesn't make sense that he's like, oh, no, Julie's not here. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm Julie. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah. And he starts acting like it's not Julia. Why, this what is, is he protecting her from? Yeah, I... Because it's not like he's like it's not like she has the cosmic key and he's, and he's trying to keep her from falling into the police hands with the cosmic keys because he already has the cosmic so yeah i don't know what it's it's just nothing it's just it's just happening because something has to happen in the movie because you got to kill yeah. ty and really that's all what she's like I, mean, that's, yeah. I can't explain nothing just hang out there with that thing you found and the cat cob asked what that thing is and he's like hey it's a synthesizer and he plays with it and says i don't think that's what it is but that scene ends and now don't they the activate guys, it accidentally though uh, he, he didn't know. He's like, push some buttons, see what happens. And now the bad guys are running all over, and they have a magic view screen that shows the past. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just it, randomly, yeah. Evil Lynn oh, uses God. it and like, hey, you said you were outnumbered. I only see He-Man here kicking your ass. <laughs> Which Oops. actually, that is what the magic view screen does show. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and then it's, they get yeah. The key's being used, so they get a lock on it, but when Kevin throws a shitload of chicken in the microwave, it creates interference. So they just blow the microwave up from a distance. And the detective gets all uppity and doesn't believe that the key is is Kevin's, and doesn't believe his story behind it, and takes it because reasons, and he leaves. 
I just, you know what, just watching this again right now, it's funny that, like, because this, like, pizza warehouse place is, like, right next to the school gymnasium that the police are investigating. But literally right next door, you have this, all these aliens doing their own crime scene investigation. It's funny that the cops never run into Evil Lynn and the aliens with their magic view screen scope, even though they're, like, like only just, like, like uh, <laughs> but divided by a single, like, gymnasium wall, but... Yeah, oh, so... God, it's so weird, but, like, anyway, so even when like, hey... Shortly after he leaves, the bad guys bust in and beat the fuck out of Kevin, demanding yeah. to know where the key is. Well, and... because, I guess, uh, they destroyed the microwave, which lets, like, unblocks the... Whatever yeah. was keeping them from uh, triangulating the, the location of the cosmic key, so they now they know where the cosmic key is, so yeah, that's how they know to show up at Julie's place yeah. in the barge. And they bust in, and I'm like, I was going out of here, and, and they also rip apart Cox's luggage and shit, finding newspaper clippings, talking about how her parents are dead as hell. And then yeah. they put they put a collar on Kevin. Now he will tell them anything that they want to know. They put a collar on Kevin after Kevin very conspicuously cleans up a whole bunch of uh, Burger King detritus at Julie's apartment for no reason. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Courtney Cox also hid behind a bunch of Pepsi earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, so God. He says the policeman took him, but he doesn't know where he went. I do and like then, the voice effect when he's got the truth collar on, though. Yeah, and yeah. then they're they're gonna track it from the air. Which I I guess they can do because nobody in this town is gonna notice because nobody notices anything. Even He Man and his fucking crew don't notice that the bad guys are flying off in a giant <laughs> ship as they're pulling up to the house. Well, everyone in town seemed to disappear as soon as the sun went down. Yeah. But yeah, you think even He Man, this tiny tiny town, where this is supposed to be, with, with three people living in it. Yeah, I think you would just hear like the magic alien spaceship flying overhead, but or yeah. see it because it's right in their line of vision. God, but and just anyway. The the fact that you've got like aliens going through some teenage girl's photos of her dead parents again. How is this a He-Man movie? It's just the fuck were they thinking? I don't know. And then they they find Kevin in the house and free him from the neck thing. Oh, the and good guys he, do, yeah. He wigs out, picks up a chair, and was like, "Oh fuck, what's going on?" Well, and this Tila is the first just time he's meeting He-Man, so he doesn't. Tila just jumps up and uses her blaster to shoot it to pieces. She's kind Which, of an asshole. Yeah. She's got PSTD, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. The whole, whole war. And she's got to wear a butt thong, so she's going to be extra just like, ah, I don't want to deal with anyone's shit right now. Kevin is understandably upset by all this. But then Gwildor comes in wearing a lady's hat, sunglasses, and a feather boa, and Kevin says, what the hell is that? And that was not in the script. That was just the actor's genuine reaction to see Billy Barty in makeup for the first time. Uh, the terrible truth is that we saw Billy Buddy out of makeup for the first time. He's just horribly racist towards little people. Oh, no. <laughs> his so they... knees! What did you do to his bottom half of his legs? So they, Why is he they, so short? They head off yeah, to the music fucking... store to get the key back, but he told... What? With the obedience collar on, he was like, I don't know where he took it, but they're, he manages his posse show up, and they're like, where is it? And he's like, the music store? Okay. So, I think the scene where Gwildorf shows up, dressed like E.T., dressed like a prostitute, is the movie where I just really curdled against the movie permanently, just because it does the whole thing where, like, everyone puts their hands on their hips again and goes, Oh, Gwildorf. Yeah. And, like, th just as, like, this entire town is under threat, the whole world's falling apart, and, like, that, oh, That fuck. is the greatest crime this movie does, is waste Billy Barty. This is, uh, yeah. And it makes you want to punch Billy Barty in the face. Oh, we did forget to mention that, like, Billy Barty did build him a rocket car. Oh, that's... Yeah, I did. They're getting I around had, town in this giant, like, I, pink Cadillac. 
Yeah. So that's how that's how they get to the music store and like yeah, jo James Tolkien there is already there interviewing the the music uh, the store the owner guy. Yeah, so I I, I, th I think I had a note about that, but I was so glazed over I missed it. <laughs> the rocket car. Yeah. So. Again, it's a He-Man movie. Why is there a pink? Cadillac rocket car. Who knows? Oh the, my god. The detectives in the the music store and when he sees He-Man's car pull up, he's like, "Well, what do you know? The mount comes to Mohammed." I did like that line. So they go into the store and the detective says, "Hey, right, you're probably the ones I've been looking for." And he pulls his gun on him. But Gwild once Gwildor comes in, he sees him and starts vomiting uncontrollably. <laughs> so they move him to the back easily. No, the detective just puts the gun in his own mouth and just ends it right there. He's like, I just, they can't. No, this is, yeah, no, I, no. I've, yeah, this is not what I signed up to be a policeman mm -hmm. for. Just protect this kind of world. Fuck so this. they, uh, Gwildor messes with the key. Things are said about it being music or some shit. I don't know. I'm so bored. Yeah, he just needs to figure out what tones because it's all about music. And also, also, he's got this little thing in his hand that says, "Hey, the bad guys are coming." So they go in the bag to get ready for them. And he man and man at arms hang out with their guns and. And then they go to the back and do the things. The bullet fodder bursts through the front window, and he man and man at arms shoot him down constantly, and it goes on. And, and Tila's like, I do like the idea that all these good guys hold up in the music room storage, a uh, music storm storage room, are so somehow super secure, as mm -hmm. if this is some kind of like protected bunker. When no, it's just where you store the extra f sodas for the soda machine. It's not like this is a fortress yep. to hide in. This is... Yeah. So, uh, after some interactions back there, Tila gives Kevin the gun. Is like, don't let anybody back here. Shoot whatever. And leaves. And she goes out there to use her oh. blaster, proving that this actress never had any gun training at all <laughs> because she is shooting like a five-year-old, just That's holding it with she her elbows yeah. bent and going pew pew pew. <laughs> she comes out she says, I think this needs a woman's touch. And mm -hmm. she just does some kung fu and just like, yeah. Well, no, she it's... doesn't say it's anything that good, Bill. She shoots some fools and quips, <laughs> women at arms. Oh, I... <laughs> Which only is funny, because did they ever mention Man at Arms' name at any point in the movie up until now? Probably, so would that I even make a, any sense to anyone who wasn't like a little kid and a fan of the toys? Nah, like, I it's just know. like, oh, Jesus movie. So the God. detective gets mad that Kevin won't give him his gun back, which is, and he's not acting like a normal cop at all in this instance, because you think he'd hear all the shooting and shit out there and be like, okay, give me my gun back, I gotta defend us, what are you gonna do? You're like 18. I know. Um, and so, like, they start fighting, and then, like, the like the, the music shop owner gets involved, and they're all just rustling on the ground. But, and oh, again, no. Courtney Cox sees her dead mom outside. And again, this, you're, like, this is one of those moments you're like, how and, well, is this a well, He-Man movie? Kevin and the detective is, start wrestling, and she just leaves. Yeah, she leaves. This scene makes no Waldorf sense. Waldorf picks up the, uh, Strickland's hold gun. On, is hold on, hold on, hold on, Bill, hold on. Oh, my God. Because she goes outside to see her mom. And her mom's like, hey, baby, I miss you, but hey, oh, sure would love that key. And she's like, this makes logical sense to me. I'll go get it for you, mom. She run darts back in. This is all well, this giant the, the, war the battle gun is, is dropped. happening literally Gwildor on the other side shoots of the wall. it. Gwildor oh. shoots the gun and tells him to stop messing around. He's got work to do. And then Cox comes in and says, I can't believe it. They're alive. Grabs the key and runs out. She's the dumbest. The only person possibly dumber than her is the one that wrote the movie. 
<laughs> and then she gives it to her mom, but oh my gosh, it's not a mom, it's evil Lynn who could have seen that twist coming. Oh my god. And then the fucking Cox just starts screaming like it was like a horror movie screen queen, and then it's just things melt. That's like, even Lynn just good. walks away. Cox doesn't even try to get it back or anything like that. And nope, good guys come out, they chase her down the alley. The detective asks Charlie, who's the guy that runs the uh, the music store, if he's got a gun. So, and he does. He gets a shotgun from under the counter. And then he, the, the uh, principal goes outside, sees a bunch of robot bad guys, tell him to freeze. They turn around, shoot at him, but he's behind a car. That car explodes like fucking crazy. But he's fine, though. He just got a little schmutz on his face. He did have a pretty thick leather jacket on. And then he that says, totally holy shit. Yeah. Said I'm going to need backup. I almost wonder if they had him say holy shit, because if he didn't say that, this movie would almost get like a G rating. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And then Evil Lens carrying around the key like a baby for reasons. Yeah. And then um, uh, she summons Skeletor. Rather than go back to Eternia and leave He-Man stranded on Earth with no possible way to get home. Skeletor's gonna show up there now? Okay, yeah. sure, I guess. Comes, yeah, he now has a flying chair that he's using to fly past the Hallmark gift shop. And also, again, the inventor like, of the key... This a He-Man movie? The inventor of the key was like, I can't figure this shit out. I gotta, oh, gotta focus. Yeah, but Evil Lynn randomly... gets it and goes... <laughs> and Skeletor comes flying through. Yeah. Okay. Well, he says something about how because the keys have shifted since the last time he touched it, he can't figure out, like, what... Something about he doesn't know what the tones are again or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just I don't fucking... Know. Again, it's... it's just killing time. It's just plot fartness. And then as Skeletor comes floating in, terrible effects of, of dweebs on floating frisbees Yeah, there's, like, two guys in. on, like, little flying discs, which... It's terrible. These are easily He's the still... worst effects of the movie. The 80s were a mistake. You know what the terrible thing is the, the special effects supervisor... Uh, was this guy named Richard Edland, who was one of the core founders of Industrial Light Magic. He worked on all the Star Wars movies. Uh, he wound up leaving ILM and did the special effects for Ghostbusters and stuff. So he's done great stuff in the past. He's one of the greatest special effects legends of all time. But then he made this and this disc <laughs> shit where they got these guys are obviously like little toys on like little discs. Oh my god, little blue screen disc like flying around and the inertia looks all it just looks fucking childish. They're, they're uh, the live-action kids from the Crossfire commercial at the end when they really spin off is. into the distance. God, this, so, looks, this looks like a parody of an 80s movie at this point. Yeah. Evil Lynn does a remote call to Skeletor, and she says the natives are fools and could be easily controlled. He-Man's uh, uh, he still alive, though, so Skeletor sends the dorks on floating frisbees out to get him. And the good guys, good guys shoot him down like Duck Hunt. Yeah. And then they hide in a random building. I guess He-Man forgets that he has a sword that can magically defect all these lasers. Yeah. And so, like, it's just fucking... Then He-Man jumps on the frisbee, and now he's the dork on the frisbee. Yeah. And he flies and... around and uses his grappling hook to grab the key. And Evil Lynn says, Ah, oh, come on, dude! Be cool! As he flies no, away. Even though the heroes already have a key, so it's not like... No, they the got it from key. them. Courtney Cox gave it to Evil Lynn. Oh, so now they have both... Well, now they have both keys, right? No, no, Ooh, wait, the, what? Good, the good guys. No, Courtney Cox gave the one key to Evil Lynn. He Man just got it back from her. The no, bad guys but, already like, had one. Skeletor's already got a key in his arms as he's coming through the portal. There's yeah. two keys. Yeah. And so, yeah, now they got one. Well, it doesn't even really matter because even if they steal that one key, they still have the first one. So it really doesn't matter that much. What are you talking about? They have two keys. 
Yeah, are you talking about the good guys or the bad guys? Talking about the bad guys. Cause, like, okay, Skel yeah. As long as Skeletor has the one key in his hand, it really doesn't matter what the fuck happens to the other key. Well, yeah, but he wants it because the I know good he guys could it, use it like... to all of a sudden appear in his bedroom naked, maybe? <laughs> oh, that sure yeah, would be true, bad, exactly, yeah. He-Man. Oh, God, so, like, Skeletor's oh, hold on. presence... So, He-Man gets balls. in another blaster fight with another dweeb, and he gets shot in the arm, which probably yeah. would have been a good time to wear something more than just a thong, huh, He-Man? But like I said, also, like, he has that magic sword that didn't reflect all these lasers that he for it, kind of forgets Well, he pulls he the sword out and stabs that guy, and he wins, and the action scenes in this are terrible. No, yeah, that's the other, that's, even if you just want to watch the action he, stuff in this movie's terrible. He-Man decides he just wants to... Fly around for a joyride for a while, so he does that. <laughs> While his his mortal enemy is 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 about to attack all the leftover good guys on this music store rooftop. Yeah, for some it's... reason they went to the roof where they're easily accessible. Yeah, and then and Skeletor's I, there. They I try to shoot the him. Image of Skeletor on his like flying throne, slowly rising to the top of the second story music shop rooftop. Mm -hmm. It's the least threatening, interesting image I've ever seen in a fantasy film in my life. <laughs> He's got a force oh field, God. they can't shoot him. And they gotta throw down their weapons. And there's half an hour left. And then Gwildor God. says, He'd never knowingly show the Lord of Snake Mountain. Ooh, just you wait till He-Man gets here. He'll show you what for. Oh, never mind the dozens and dozens of foot soldiers that are everywhere. He-Man could beat them without but a does blaster. Does he just show up and then capitulate immediately? Well, He-Man is <laughs> like... too busy flying around, farting on his dork board. But yeah. he eventually gets back to the roof. And Cox yells, it's a trap! And Skeletor shoots purple lightning at him, but Cox pushes him out of the way, and get, it gets her leg, and ouchie-oochie, she falls over. She does, over. it's slightly zapped up with, with, like, Palpatine energy on her leg, yeah. Then Heelman flails for a while, Skeletor eventually says, I'll kill your friends if you don't knock off all this fooling around. Skeletor gives him a choice. Go home with him and be his love slave or die on this primitive planet. Hey, fool, you seen what Eternia looks like earlier in the film? Yeah. It was kind of a shithole. No, I wouldn't be trash-talking Earth if I were you. Has capitulating to Skeletor done anything helpful to the hero's cause at all? And, yeah, it's... Hey, Bill, you know what's ironic? What's that? The, the, the name of He-Man's uh, land is called Eternia, and that's no. how long this movie feels like it lasts. God, that's the... Because this movie doesn't even follow, like, a conventional, like, three-act structure or things are developed. This is really is just random happenings for two hours. Also, I did not know when I picked this movie that it is actually, like, full two hours long. And they're just like, ugh. Oh, mm -hmm. I know we've we've taken a bet towards like trying to f uh, find s shorter things to talk about because you don't you only have so much podcasting time every week with a kid now. But like, oh my god, this movie goes on forever. Yeah, just knowing, yeah, it's thirty minutes and twenty two seconds is still left, and it's just mm -hmm. like, which is he funny because in, in terms of plot, the only thing happens is they go back through the hole, have a fight, and that's the end of the movie. But yep. they still manage to stretch that out into half an hour. So He Man throws down his sword. And he said, I want some people to die. And he gets let off. Skeletor is a man of his word. And he's like, leave the others alone. I, as long as they're alive, He-Man's my love slave. I am impressed that he is let just them like, rot. Yeah, let them rot by, like, just letting them live out their lives on their home planet. Completely mm -hmm. unfettered. Okay. And nobody else in this town has noticed all this shit going on. And, yeah, especially when the aliens take this, like, fucking Dolph Lundgren alien and go back through- SLOWLY! Mm -hmm. This thing goes on for, like, five minutes of them just very slowly marching back into the space portal in the middle of this downtown district. Yeah. No- Co yeah. Cox needs her legs. 
legs fixed back to Eternia. The sorceress is the only one that can heal her, but the key's all fucked up. I, it got fucked up some point. Yeah. So they're no, trapped. You there. know what? I because re- I was like, man, did I miss a scene? Because suddenly, like, the whole bottom of the key is blasted off, and Billy Barty's like, oh, the magic battery has been drained, and I thought maybe it got shot off because it looks mm. like it's like must have physically exploded at some scene. I wonder if there's a special effect that was supposed to happen that they ran out of time and money for. Because instead, yeah, he just kind of randomly shows up and says, oh, our magic key uh, just doesn't work now for some re- whatever reason. It's, like, permanently broken. Yeah. Yeah, the principal got more cops there, but there's no bad guys left. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about, asshole? He's like, well, this no, there's a road. Yeah. So um, they take her to the fountain to clean her gross leg wound. Which and, is, uh, like, really turned into, like, Swamp Thing. Yeah. It's got, like, green pustules all over it and everything, too. It looks pretty... Mm-hmm. F- she's gonna be dead soon, yeah. Yeah, she's as good as dead. Only the sorceress can help her. So Gwildor says they got... The tones have been erased from the key. Uh, and Kevin's like, Oh, the tones are played when you push the red button? Oh, I can't remember it because there's a speaker in the corner playing some dumb music. God, so this goes on for so a while. Just Tila, the whole Tila shoots of, it. She's yeah. very trigger-happy. And then Kevin remembers it. But... He's only a high a keyboardist in a high school band. He not won't be able to do So they're like, "No, you can do it all. Yeah, come on." And then they can get it working. So, so he, he runs off to get a keyboard. Talk. So like, he, not only is the fate of the entire universe and his girlfriend in the balance, but he needs to be talked into just like look like like, like finding a keyboard from the burned out music shop literally right around the corner so they could save the galaxy. Let's that's the only thing from keeping them from saving the galaxy and he needs to be convinced to do this. It's just like what the fuck just mm-hmm. dramatically this movie's broken. Yep. Oh and uh uh Back on Eternia, time is running out for the sorceress. She looks yeah. like a gelfling that's getting the <laughs> life sucked out of it and yeah, the dark she's, crystal. She's like Gina Davis and Beetlejuice, like in her wedding dress. She's getting all yeah. old. Yeah. Now Skeletor has the sword of Grey Skull from He-Man, which I guess we're supposed to know why he no wanted that. No care about that. Yeah, and he just happens to have this giant sword of Grey Skull slot in his throne, which I thought was pretty great. Mm, they get He-Man all hooked up and chained up. And Skeletor says he's gonna kneel or else he's gonna get ripped with this red cartoon whip. Oh, man. And he's gonna looks enjoy like, watching that. Looks like they got a high schooler to, like, animate <laughs> the, the red electro whip. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks... Well, that's just, like, a basic special effect and it looks yeah. funny. What? <clears throat> Not from Golden Globus. And no! Then- then this, Kevin, uh, this movie makes Star Crash look like fucking a- Avatar, Jesus. Kevin drives by the cops and he's like, hey, there he goes. And then once back, he gives the rest of the losers the keyboard. He-Man's still getting whipped in Eternia. Skeletor says something about becoming a super cool guy. And uh, as He-Man falls, he will rise or whatever. Yeah, the cops in see 14 Quatros, the moon will rise and I will become a god in death and rebirth. And the- Cops yeah. see the good guys messing with stuff, but the detective's like, "No, you guys stay here. I want going alone." Because everybody in the movie's an idiot. And Skeletor is projected again across all Eternia, talking about he's going to be the ruler of all this dirt and sand. And I he's feel gonna... like he's like, uh, "Guys, I know I just talked to you guys like four hours ago, talking about how I'm the ultimate ruler. I just want to reiterate again." In about two seconds, I'm going to be super <laughs> ultimate ruler. And just in case you guys want an update on my ruler status, yeah. He's going to be the master of the universe, or at least this fucking loser planet. And then a window behind him opens with the star field in it, and some yellow yeah. balls fly into his face, and zip zap, it all gets all over him, and he is he the universe. He goes, 
He he's goes on talking about how he's a god now. Yeah, he's turned into Big Trouble Little China, and he starts shooting lasers out of his Bill, eyes, and it's just... So my next note says, suddenly he's wearing the headdress that the girls wore at the end of Big Trouble in Little China. Because <laughs> so, it's like, I don't know if that... Well, was, that would have been like a year before this movie, so I actually kind of wonder if that was kind of a... Yeah. And he demands to, for He-Man to kneel and zaps him with his eye beams because he won't. And then the good guys turn on the key. The detective pops out and is like, "Hey!" And then they all get sucked away back to attorney. <laughs> it really huh? does because he's just like, "Put your hands up!" And it's like zip, zap, zap, and some like really, it's trying to be like Back to the Future. Oh, I forgot to mention this. This from a uh, uh, from a production angle, this is the one thing I thought noticeable. The car, the pink rocket car mm -hmm. that they're driving around in is using special effects or this uh, the sound effects of the DeLorean from Back to the Future. They just stole mm. that. And uh, the machine that uh, I think it's both laser whip and also this uh, new key machine are using some of the lightsaber clashing sound effects. Right. And the way they sound, it sounds like someone just recorded them off a TV set. Like, it's not like they even got the original source audio for those special effects. So I wonder. I if, would like, be shocked. I w I'm sure someone just had their, like, Back to the Future had taped off of HBO and they just, oh, fucking, this movie's terrible. Yeah. So, so they get uh, put. That's the half of the car. A bunch of the brick wall I behind like the them, and all of the, the car gets guys transported there to its are, area. Yeah, are in the throne room now. The detective says, "Holy shit!" And the gun battle begins. And he man's like, "Hey, come on! Now you promise not to hurt them." The Skeletor says, "I lied." And ah! shoots, shoots some lightning at him, which he man just uses to knock his bonds off. And now he's free and starts punching and kicking and all that stuff. Which. The this detective's the like, nobody takes pot shots at me and starts shooting people with a shotgun. It's super effective. The fools on Eternia don't know how to deal with bullets. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, even though the situation is not any different from the rooftop situation where all the heroes were fighting against uh, the bad guys, I guess now suddenly they're fighting back is suddenly magically effective, whereas on the rooftop it wasn't. So now the, uh, the good guys quickly get the... Uh, the upper hand on all the bad guys. Yep. Dudes are being well, knocked into the pits below well, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, He-Man would probably be easily stopped, but Skeletor's still like, don't kill him, I want him alive! Yeah. And it's like, come on, Skeletor, man, give up. Just It's no wonder no, <laughs> you can't beat He-Man. You won't let anybody kill him. Just admit you have a crush on him and move on with your life. Like, if you could just, if you could just let He-Man go, mm -hmm. you would be ruler, no problem. But the fact that you Take have... To all the photos you have of him and burn them in a trash can. The fact that you need to taste his ball sweat live and in person <laughs> is costing you so much in this fight, you have no idea. And then hundreds yeah. of bad guys are beat by, by like four people. He-Man pushes over a statue while making a horrible fart face. <laughs> Which I guess is the one point in the movie that you're supposed to show that he's actually strong. Like, yeah. there's anything different about him than any other human being in the galaxy, yeah. Evil Lynn says, prepare the battle station, and Craig is like, Evil with Skeletor! Oh, okay. And then he, he does it. I don't know what that I don't meant. know what that means. I, I wonder if there was supposed to be a sequence. Was she, this, did she mean to say, like, out. the escape pods or something? Yeah, because what's the battle... St it's not like they have a piece of equipment that you could identify as a battle state. Like, yeah. well, what the... He-Man, um, uh... It flies his chode straight at the camera for a bit, <laughs> and then he he gets is... he goes for his sword and Skeletor zaps him, but he's able to power through it. Grabs his sword, holds it aloft, and says, "Oh, it's real and, dumb." And by I have the power, he literally means that because the moment his sword touches uh, Skeletor's staff, the lights go out, and they fight in the dark for the next two minutes. 
Well, Scar um, Skeletor says, no fair, no take backsies. And now we're gonna have our final battle. Someone turns on a fog machine, turns yeah. off the lights, and they start fighting. And so I, guess I guess every I guess everybody else in the room vanished. Uh, yeah, because uh, so I guess what happened was there was an original big fight supposed to happen here that was supposed to be this huge choreographed thing where they fought all over the Castle Grayskull set. Uh, I guess uh, Cone, uh, Canon Film Group were under like they by this part in the production like I guess this was one of the last things shot. They were like, oh my god, this movie's a piece of shit. Uh, we're just gonna cut our losses here. Uh, we're just gonna turn the lights off. Everyone else is gonna suddenly disappear. You guys will just bang your sword and staff together for two minutes, and that'll just be <laughs> the end of the movie. And oh, that's yeah. just the, that's why this movie, like this, suddenly this final battle just seems so perfunctory. Just because mm. they were just like, yeah, we're just not gonna put any more time and money into this. We, so, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, that that makes sense. So he man chops Skeletor's staff and breaks it, which turns him back to normal, not gold plated Skeletor. And rather than kill him, He-Man just goes, Hey, it's over. And Skeletor says, Yes, but for you, though. And pulls out his sword. And then He-Man almost loses his sword. He he drop, He's so shocked that Skeletor would do this. He drops his sword. It yeah. almost falls in a pit, but He-Man grabs it. And Skeletor says, Oopsie doodles! And falls into that pit. Because you can't have the bad, the good guy kill the bad guy. He always has to always defeat him in self-defense. Yeah, it's always... Mm. Uh, and I do like it. It's just like the way, like, he make It's just... I don't even like anything. I take that back. I don't like anything about this. But <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as fucking Skeletor falls into the magic hole, Christina Pickles is freed and the lights get turned back on. Mm, and, victory. And I guess and then, all the bad guys and all the other good guys we're fighting have magically disappeared during the yep. fight because everyone is just watching from the other side of the room and they're just like, "Yay, you Victory, won, you yay. Won. And like even the corpses of all the bad guys that have been murdered have all just disappeared. It's like all mm -hmm. the bad guys just cleared out the moment Skeletor fell down. Yeah. And that's and then, the end of the movie. That's well, that's later. Uh, but in the same room, the detective <laughs> it, it now wearing like yeah, the detective guy's wearing a robe. A time jump. Yeah, it's just yeah. And he's, fucking Strickland's wearing like samurai robe. Yeah, he's like, got what? a he's got a blonde lady on his lap and is like, "Fuck, I didn't know this planet was so horny. It's awesome here." He does lick his lips in this horrifying way. Where you're like, "Oh no, he really <laughs> is just here to be a man whore." He's, oh, it's no. it's his retirement. Yeah. Cox and Kevin different. are gonna head back to Earth, even though she has nothing worth a damn there since her whole family's dead. Especially and for someone to start off the movie things that she was like, she was moving away from that small town because she wanted to get away from it all. You think well, hanging out on Eternia would be the best way to get away from it all? Well, how shitty is Eternia? She's going back to move to New Jersey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How is... That's pretty bad when you're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I thank you guys for helping me and save our planet and everything like that. But this place is worse than New Jersey. I gotta get back to <laughs> New Jersey. So they yeah. they give them her and Kevin a blue ball. Yay! Gildor's <laughs> like Pickles, yeah. <laughs> daughter of Arthur Pickles, gives her the blue ball. <laughs> Gildor says he can send them to any time or anywhere. And you think the first thing she'd think was like, "How about before my parents were dead?" But she yeah. doesn't say anything. She's like, hey, "Goodbye, everyone." Which and I didn't even think about until like the moment like they, they start walking through the portal. She does turn around to go, "Oh my god, I changed my mind. Hey, wait, ah!" Yep. They say goodbye to everybody. Gwildor sends them home. And they all say good journey to each other because that's they try to get that going. She says yeah. something about wanting her parents not dead. But now she's back on Earth. 
And what a shock. They sent her back to where her, before her parents were dead, but they also put her in a very ugly, stupid-looking nightgown. That well, like, I, this is I the 1980s, so, where, this, like, girls were well, still sometimes had nightdresses that... This is the funny... It's a nightdress for, like, a six-year-old girl, not, like, an 18-year-old high school senior. Well, I think Gwildor sent her there, but he also sent her a nightgown from, like, 18 Dickety, too. <laughs> a little house on the prairie nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... She, and her parents are there. She's so happy. And she says, she tells them, Nah, you don't get to go on that plane. And she grabs the keys and runs away. And she runs into Kevin on the street. And he's like, Oh shit, that was some crazy, crazy stuff to happen. She's like, I know, right? And he pulls out his blue ball. And they look at it. And when you look at it, you see Castle Grayskull. And he met holding up his sword and saying, I have your power. And it's the end. Except it's not the end, because at the end of the credits, Skeletor's face pops out of the water, turns around and says, I'll be back. <laughs> sure, you and the family from Mac and me, Skeletor. I, what know, a slog. If, Ugh. If, if at least we got one thing out of doing Masters Universe is that we have <laughs> finally done the two 80s presumptuous uh, things where at the end of the movie you've got like yeah this and Mac and me were the two big movies that were like yeah we're gonna come back for the sequel fucking no you're not well I guess no actually it's, Super Mario Brothers would be kind of the other well that's a 90s movie we're it's, it's a He-Man movie that's not about a He-Man and it oh takes place on Earth god. who asked for that oh my god this movie's bad it's very very bad it's it's and it's more boring than bad, too. That's the terrible thing. There's nothing you can hang your hat on in terms of entertainment here, just even even from a perspective of laughing at it. Oh, my God, makeup conceptual designer Michael Westmore. He's the guy who did all the makeup for Next Generation. Man, oh, God, I was fuck. looking at the trivia on the IMDb. I get that load of this great piece of trivia, Bill, that made me, made me have an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. With the extra scene after the end credits where Skeletor says, I'll be back, was filmed... Frank Legendal, or whatever his name is, wearing yeah, his skull was... mask, was placed in a tank filled with red water. When director called action, he would surface, look back at the camera, and give his line. That's not trivia! That's how you shoot a movie! <laughs> That's just... Is other trivia? <laughs> this is what happens with the, I, the IMDb trivia page is the Ralph Wiggum of the internet. Where it's just like, just <laughs> When the director called action, people would start to move. Oh, thank you. Great. Was the top Wonderful. piece of trivia that Frank Langella is not actually a skeleton? Yep. Or like his skeleton's on the inside of his bum. He's got, it's, it's, yeah. Frank Langella's skeleton is on the inside of his meat, not on the outside of his meat. Oh Ugh. my God. It's awful. Yeah, Garbage. That's... Garbage awful. Garbage, bad I couldn't times even awful. bring myself. I, I spent so much time doing the research, like looking up making up stuff on YouTube and like internet articles. I could not even bother to bring up the IMDb trivia because there's a lot of it. Like, I, I had to suffer through enough IMDb trivia for our other awful April project this month. I just could not put it up with for, for Master of the Universe. I was so so distraught by the film itself. I was like, I can't even. I don't want to even see what kind of garbage is in there. Yeah. Like, oh God. Yuckers. Yeah, Yuckers, duckers. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's... Masters Universe, completely inept. Like, uh -huh. like could even bother to emulate the thing that people wanted to see uh, in live action, and then we're completely incompetent on top... I'm sorry, a cat is trying to climb all over me. He's upset because I have not given him cuddles in the two hours we've been recording. I think the, the closest they get to this movie on... The only thing they were like, we gotta put that in the movie, was 
give He-Man as little clothes as possible without yeah. making it R-rated. They do give him like his little chest cross, you know, because yeah. like and and like although it doesn't have like the big red like Germanic X metal iron cross thing in the middle, but at least they kind of did that, and he's blonde. <laughs> That's it. But oh my god, did you know that they're supposed to be filming another Masters? Like, like there's some I don't know who's making it, but there's supposed to be another. A stab at someone making a live-action Masters Universe movie this summer, and I... Can't be worse than this. Yeah, seriously, it literally cannot be worse. But... Oh, God, I don't even... Just... No, stop. He-Man's yep. dead. Put it no. in the ground. It, no one's cared about Master Universe since 1989 or whatever. Oh, uh, that's not true. Lots of people do. They just haven't seen it since that period, oh, so they don't yeah. remember how bad that show actually was. It was pretty bad. It wasn't great, but... I did like the parts at the end where they would talk to you and tell you not to do drugs. Because mm -hmm. it made it seem like they had a personal investment in your in your personal life, and you'd be like, he may cares about me, and whether or not I <laughs> smoke or not. That touches me on a personal level. Yeah. But, but yeah, thankfully, shit. that closes out April. We're done with this shit. <laughs> that's... I don't have to watch bad movies anymore. God, are we gonna do Marvelous May? Do you know what you want to do next? Well... So last year, no. uh, to finish off this, uh, and and get our souls back from doing terrible stuff, which last year was more fun. We picked more fun stuff last year. Yeah, well, bad we had stuff, like... but it was fun. But um, we did. I we, I think we, we had a pretty good batch this month. It's just Masters Universe was a kind of a wet fart to end on. Yeah, uh, yeah. we did we did good stuff in March that we both really liked. But yeah, we did like Baron Munchausen and stuff. So, yeah. We're gonna kind of do that again, I think, but I, okay. I'm gonna do it a little bit differently. Where, oh, no. um, no, it's oh, nothing no. bad. No, 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 no. It's gonna. I'm. I think at least one or one of my picks. I think I get three. I don't know. Yeah, um, you get three. I, I get two. I kind of want to do something that I like that I've been badgering you to do for ages, but you never get around to. Oh Jesus, no! So, what are you gonna do? No, no, no! It's not. <laughs> Bill, listen to me. I say I'm okay. gonna do something that I like. Well, there's not too much and you've I, really kind of foisted my way. Actually, you've been pretty no. gentle in terms of saying, "Hey, Bill, I want to so, like, do this." I have a list of stuff that it's old. I haven't updated it forever, but yeah. stuff that I was like, "Oh, Bill, you should do this," and we've never done it. Like. Um, Rango, Sword in the Stone. Rango, uh, I was just thinking about Rango the other day, actually. Yeah. Uh, the Phantom Tollbooth, you know, stuff like that. I've got lots of stuff. Lady Killers with Alec Guinness. Um, oh, okay. You know, stuff like that. We could, uh, there's lots okay. of stuff that I enjoy that I, I feel like you might enjoy too that we could talk okay. about. No, that's a good idea. Or it could uh, be something I enjoy that you wind up hating, which always makes for entertaining. That's episodes. inevitable. That's gonna happen someday. But yeah. So, but you don't you don't have anything nailed down yet for next week. You just have no. some ideas. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, I haven't that's really that's fine. Because I think I have an idea for the two things I want to tackle. They both involve flying men. Because I, I like the idea of the, the both of my projects being kind of thematically linked that way, but we'll have to... Um, actually, there's a thing coming out next week that might actually... It's just, we'll see. There's some context for what I want to do that might change what I decide to do for Marvelous May. But mm. yeah, that'll be interesting, because last year, Marvelous May was pretty much stuff we both agreed on that was kind of... Uh, we chose a bunch of stuff that we both mutually thought were kind of... Uh, not under un, uh, the stuff that was underappreciated by other people that and or not talked yeah, about a lot. 
Yeah, so that's, I mean, the stuff we chose that wasn't, like, gonna blow anyone's mind. Like The away. Last Unicorn. The Last Unicorn, Baron Munchausen, stuff. It's stuff a lot of people have seen, but enough that, like, we just wanted to talk about them just because we liked them well enough, and what other venue do we have to talk about that kind of stuff. And so yeah. I like the idea of switching it up a little bit, so it is you just, <laughs> essentially you just cashing in your cards where you're like, okay, but we're just gonna do this. Like, I don't know what other venue we could, like, do this, but I'm just gonna say we're gonna do, yeah. So I'm fine, like, you could, you could teach me about stuff that you've had tucked away in your back pocket for a while and you could yeah that's cool yeah oh, okay yeah it'll be still be stuff i like and i've seen before but yeah. or i might wind up doing something that we've both seen i don't know we don't know yeah you got some march you got is a loosey goosey month thank man awful april man Whew. no april april may 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 not march Oof, no wait, wait. no yeah. i'm just glad that awful april's done with though jesus christ that was uh Hells yeah I think we've had worse awful Aprils too. That maybe not as, as oh, good the, as last the year's. First, the first time well, we did Duke that... Nukem and oh, uh, episode man. three. I am still and... pissed off about Duke Nukem. <laughs> Every time fucking uh, Gearbox comes out with anything, even right now when they announce like Borderlands three, I'm just like, I just want to burn that place to the fucking ground. Um, yeah. Although last year I think we ended on Plan Nine, which yeah. kind of turned out to be kind of boring. I don't know if it was quite as no, boring had, as Masters of the Universe. Plan it was not fun. Yeah, but also that was only like 70 minutes long. Whereas <laughs> Masters of the Universe was more of a slog. Yeah, so. And we did Double Down. Which mm -hmm. actually, I think we got a better episode out of Double Down than I would have anticipated. Considering just how it is the worst thing we have ever talked about. Adam's uh, family reunion. As, oh God, yeah, it was still fun though. It was it was worth doing Adam's family reunion just to seeing people on Twitter freak out when they found out that Tim Curry played Gomez Adams and something because didn't seem a lot of people. Either people knew that and they were like, "Oh, why I haven't seen that since I was six or you had twice as many people going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and so it was worth it just to get that reaction online. Yeah, it's been our most downloaded episode in the last month, or well, half juice. Yeah. Uh, oh, with the Adam however family. long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, that was yeah, awful. Was... April and Masters of Universe. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, if you yeah. made it this far. If you made it this far, yeah. He's mother on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Podcast on Twitter. Tardypodcast.com. Go listen to Slacker Circus's. Um. What is it called? Great Great Powers? Is that what it's called? Is that a podcast? Uh, no, I've watched it a thousand times. No, it's the uh, the cover song of um, the He-Man Sings. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, I think or it's called Hey Yeah 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 Yeah. <laughs> what's thing. funny about the cover? What? No, it's a good music video that He-Man Sings. What are you talking about? Okay, I don't know if like there's like they insert like He-Man specific lyrics like Skeletor's no, at no. my house. No, have you not watched it? I, that sounds. I've seen a couple parodies of that stuff, and I can't remember which one is which. I have I have a shirt that's He-Man with leaning his head back, going ah. Well, I've seen that image online just because that's a meme. Yeah, that comes from that video. Oh, you, oh, you mean that's the original one? Okay, because I've seen yeah. people do, like, parodies of that thing. Like, oh, okay. Well, I've undoubtedly seen that then. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a very specific, like, take on that meme. No, Not the, the original, the people like, that the, the, the meme starter. Yeah. Yeah, that... What? Okay, what? yeah. Yeah, the originals. <laughs> the originals. Slacker Circus. Slacker Circus. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. 
going on? I got fucking Christina Pickles. What's Fuck going you. on? I think my presence on this episode was actually fu I think I blew my wand with the Christina Pickles because <laughs> I've got a little bit of a headache from laughing from that so hard at the beginning just because yeah. it's Arthur Pickles, an English name. <laughs> I think the hardest you've laughed on this podcast now is Christina Pickles and Gary Busey rolling down the hill in Bulletproof. <laughs> that was a result of an awful, uh, author, awful April thing, right? Mm-hmm. God, Bulletproof. I remember you trying to tell me what... Because you had a couple times that had to remind me what the hell Bulletproof was. And God damn. We might yeah. have to fire up another Gary Busey movie someday. Someday. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if anything would be quite as blissful as, as no, Bulletproof. No, nothing can be. God, it's like, we don't want to turn Gary Busey into our Chuck Norris, where we're like kind of beating that joke into the ground just because it's so like, Gary Busey, we're going to make fun of Gary Busey all the time. Yeah. Burr, 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 but... Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, so next time it's going to be something Sun, we like. Sun. It's going to yeah. be something that I at least enjoy. So, I don't know. Oh, so that means I get to make you watch thing. toys. No, no, no. <laughs> have you ever actually no. seen toys? Yes, I saw it in the movie theaters. <laughs> well, do, I, do, do we have this conversation before? I don't know, but... Because I would was... love to have been the, take your place in that time machine. If, if Gwildorf... I would love you to take if, my place watching toys, too. <laughs> if Gwildorf really can't send us, any of us, back in time to any place... Yeah, I would totally take a place. I would love to see that. Again, I have my little toys ticket, opening day tickets. That would be my a, a precious object to me. That would just be an episode of you going, Yeah, it's great! And me saying, that was terrible. No, and you saying, no, no, probably no. <laughs> you may have a crush on Joan Cusack, Bill, but her dress like a paper doll doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yep. Yeah. So Oh man, you know but you know well, what actually though watching that movie after Robin Williams killed himself though, like that has totally changed. Like watching Hook like uh recently on cable, I was like, man, this movie's like before Hook was just a bad movie, now it's like a grim nope. bad movie. You're it's in like, that Ugh. right in that age group that's like, fuck it, Hook is stupid. <laughs> I'm in that age group where I'm like, aside from the his kids, that movie's fantastic. Yeah, man, his kids. Even back in the day, I, I saw Hook opening weekend, and even whenever his kids in that audience, that opening audience, whenever his kids showed up, it, everyone just losing their patience with the movie. The more that, like, gee, Dad, you don't want to come to my baseball game, and the sister being like, Ah, why's Peter Pie? Yeah, just everyone I, going, oh. Yeah, Captain Hook should have kidnapped Wendy, but whatever. <sighs> Oh, that would have actually been interesting. That would have been... Also, would have given... Well, you mean Wendy. Do you actually mean uh, pr uh, uh, Professor McGonagall? Yeah. Like the actual... That would have been interesting. Yeah. I mean... You mean... <laughs> what? I just heard a beep on the thing, and I thought maybe you died. Oh, no. My, no, my phone started ringing. I'm so oh. vibrating. I have to go back and edit that or something in there because it's just like I thought my brain I thought my own brain broke for a second. Okay. No, but that that would have been a great idea to have because you would have had more of what's her face who plays McGonagall and Wendy. Oh, that would have been cute because that would have been like Oh, and then yeah. she could have been maybe made younger too, and it could have been a whole thing. Could have been a whole that thing. That would have been that would have been an interesting idea. Mm. Anyway, okay, well, shut up, but this is not go. the hook podcast. Well, yeah. God, maybe we'll have to talk about Hook this month. Who knows? Dude, Who knows? Right. All right. Okay. So okay, 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 okay. That's all. I got nothing. This movie filled me with boring sadness. So until Man. next time, keep filling yeah. your holes with pop culture. See you later, everybody. I have the power. Good journey, everybody. Good journey. <laughs> oh, evil worse. Fuck this movie. Fuck.